Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host, Albert, and this is episode 176. Now presenting all the colors of the gaming rainbow. Heck! All right, welcome back, Julius, and our special guest, Karen. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Hello there. Julius, are you doing well? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mike and check, so, yeah, that was, that was my way of awkward awkward introduction uh we have a guest today karen because today's show is a for me and it's an exciting show we're going to talk about trick-taking games and in my mind at least karen is the foremost expert on solitary <laughs> trick-taking games <laughs> as of about the because, past week <laughs> <laughs> this is because she made a geek list on the subject so at, at that point just putting the list together probably just, you just suddenly know more than anybody else because i think everybody knows maybe one game Right. Ever. <laughs> and that's because there's so few games that are, are trick-taking solitaire games. Um, I definitely can imagine why it would be hard to bring to a solitaire trick-taking game. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I was, I was kind of surprised how long that geek list got when people started digging, though. Yeah, that's right. There's, how many games are on there now? It's more than oh, a dozen, right? More than a dozen, yeah. Wow, okay. So, so we should probably just start by telling people with trick-taking games in case they don't know what the mm-hmm. trick game is I, I will say my the first game i ever learned my dad taught me and it was a trick taking game this was i was still living in spain so i must have been four at the time um <laughs> it's a very simple uh idea basically everybody has a hand of cards and people play a card in order and whoever plays the highest number wins that's generally speaking the rules to trick taking games everybody whoever wins wins that trick and then they get to play a card, and everybody has to play a card after them to see who wins the next hand. And typically, next, next typically they mm-hmm. have to follow suit if they can. Yeah, and and so so there, there's there's many many trick taking games out there, and there's all sorts of rules, right? You, you may have to follow suit. So if I start with an with a diamond, everybody also has to play a diamond if they can. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it matters. If you you have to follow suit and you can only win the trick of the suit matches, sometimes that's not true. Right. Um, sometimes there's trumps where some certain card or suit or something wins every time, regardless of anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else is there? That's basically it, right? In terms of a uh, trick taking game. Yeah, that's the mechanic you pretty may, much. Yeah. You may or may not have to follow suit. You may or may not have a trump. And usually the highest number wins, but it might be something different. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just there's so many trick-taking games out there. So we're going to focus on solitaire trick-taking games. There aren't too many of them. Um, So I guess, Karen, you want to give a rundown of a few of the ones that you know and like or dislike or whatever? Um, Well, I got started on this not too long ago when I went to um, a thrift store and found this game called Bridge for One Player and bought it. And um, it was supposed to make you pretend you were playing bridge, I guess. The backs of the cards had the suits on them so that you could, there was a little uh, automa that would tell you um, which card the opponents would lead and so on. And I would also was familiar, there's, um, there's a game system called the Deck Tat. And mm-hmm. one of those games is a trick-taking game. It's called um, Gonger Whist. And uh, mm-hmm. if you read the <laughs> what he says in the book about it, it's very funny. Um, it's really wild and woolly because the deck Ted has more than one suit for each card. So trying to follow suit can be pretty wild. 
That's right. And, and, and what you just said there, I think people will miss what you just said because it, it's so unintuitive. Right. A card has two suits. So it's imagine if you have a regular deck of cards and some cards are hearts and diamonds and other right. cards are diamonds and clubs and mm-hmm. so on. Upset here, the suits are different. And I think there's more than, than just four suits, right? Yeah, I think there's six. Type? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you also get to do what they call twiddle trump, which means <laughs> um, <laughs> you have opportunities to say, no, I don't like that card being Trump. I'm going to change in the middle of your gameplay. Oh, gosh. And okay. you're, <laughs> you're, in that game, um, the Atoma always leads. And then you have to follow suit if you can. But because there's more than one suit per card, that's interesting. And um, And your goal is to bid ahead of time how many tricks you think you can take. And you play eight hands and you have to, in each of the hands, the first hand, or not the first, but you have to get one through eight tricks on those eight hands. So you don't want to take too many. You don't want to take too few. You make a bid and then you try to take exactly that many tricks. Okay. Is is this a specifically solitaire or is it yeah. one or more players? No, it okay. is it is solitaire. Um and then we were talking uh-huh. we were talking on the geek list um Albert and I about a game called Cobras which has uh, a solitaire mode built into it and um I made the comment that that felt a lot to me like really playing a game with other people and on that one you have three players only two of them are dummies and um they the one that takes the trick leads the next trick. And so when they, it's their turn to follow, they may not follow suit, but you just pretend. Like if you play the six of spades and they play the seven of hearts, you pretend that heart is a spade. And so they have a higher card. And that was an interesting mechanic. Um, and that's another one where you don't want to get too many tricks because it, um, well, in Cobras, you want to get mm-hmm. no more than seven or your score starts going down again. Yeah, that, that one's based on some sort of fable or something Yeah, where a bunch of Cobras are running rampant in the town, and so the town is paying people a bounty on the Cobras. So the more Cobras you bring in, the more money you make. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the idea is you have decided to make a business out of this by raising Cobras at home to then turn them in for the bounty. Uh, the problem is if you have too many cobras at home, they're going to start getting loose and one of them's going to get you. Yeah. Apparently so, that actually so, happened and they stopped paying the dead bounty because there were too many people were doing that. <laughs> so. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It was in India someplace. Yeah. Oh, okay. I had in the, in the rule book, it, read, it said it was some sort of like economic uh, parable or something. Or yeah. Yeah. But I didn't know it was based on some, some true thing. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. <laughs> huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that was an and I haven't played that solo. I, I have played it multiplayer, and, and yeah, it's fun because you're you're trying to get as much as you can, but then you need to stop, and you know something's out of your control. You think, okay, now I got to lose the rest, right? And the so other person next to you just has really low cards. Yeah, sometimes you hope you're <laughs> going to win the trick, and sometimes you hope you're not going to win the trick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh huh. That's tricky. And so in the solitaire game, that sounds a little weird. That it's always going to follow suit regardless of what suit it actually played. Does that make it feel more random? Um, well, maybe. <laughs> okay. But it makes it feel more like they're actually following the suit. And then I, I recently, I've gotten interested in taking games that exist and saying, how can I soloize these? 
And my most recent one I looked at was called Diamonds. And in that game, if you take a trick, you get points. And if you can't follow suit and you play a different card, you also get points for that. So I thought, well, okay, this is simple. We'll just let the Atoma play a card. And if it doesn't follow suit, they get the points they get for not following the suit. <laughs> and it balances pretty well. It's really, really random, though. I mean, you said random. That's what made me think of that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so that's not a solitaire rules that exist. You just tried No, I just made those up and I okay. posted in a thread on the Board Game Geek there. But yeah, I just I don't have a chance to play with other people much. And so I make up solo variants as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Especially nowadays, it's so hard mm-hmm. to play with anyone. Oh, then there's one called, um, well, the the original game was called um, Gorus Maximus. And when someone posted a picture of it, I thought, eek, because it's really, mm-hmm. really bloody and horrible looking. It's funny. I mean, it's, not, it's cartoon funny, but it's really bloody looking. And I made the comment that that's not a, not a theme I would enjoy. And so they said, oh, but there's another theme with the exact same rules called Sea Change. So I looked that up and that theme doesn't really have much of a story to it. It's got pictures of sea creatures, but it's, it's the same rules. And on that one, um, I'm trying to remember all the details, all of, all of these on the, um, on the solo game, you have the Atoma leading and then you follow with a suit. And then there's a third or second dummy that follows the th- in their third place. So it's dummy, you other dummy. And the other dummy doesn't have to follow suit. But what's interesting about that game is if you happen to match the number, um, then that becomes the new trump, which is where the name C change comes from because you change the trump mm-hmm. all the time. And so that would take the suit. Um, so that actually means that that second dummy often does win the trick just because they happen to put down a card that was the same number and then that became the trump and then that took the trick. And that shows up in Eck a little bit about the number. Mm-hmm. Yes, that does. Yeah, I I have played uh, Gorus Maximus with my son, and it was a lot of fun. Um, we had the bloody edition. <laughs> and <laughs> it, it 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 was a little disturbing, but it was silly, mm-hmm. and, and it was kind of fun to uh, to keep pretending we're gladiators and go. Ah, I'm going to beat you <laughs> and beat you with my right. three. <laughs> <laughs> right. We had a lot of fun with that. I don't know why I didn't keep that game, honestly. I kept meaning to try it solo, and I never got around to it. Yeah. Now it's gone. I don't know where it it's went. It's gone, yeah. Well, <laughs> I am <laughs> i don't know if I should admit this. I play almost all of these just using ordinary playing cards. I figure out a way to do it. And that's not really fair to the designers, but that's what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, but you can't play. You can't buy every game. That's just <laughs> yeah, <worse>. yeah. <laughs> that's right. But that one's really been growing on me. That That one's an interesting game that... Mm-hmm. I'm not the kind of person that's really very good at strategy. I'm definitely not good at trick-taking games. I can't remember what cards have been played. So I'm kind of in it for the, let's pretend I'm playing games with my three imaginary friends kind of thing. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, they're all better than me. That's not fair. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that happens. <laughs> so um, I don't mind if it's really random. <laughs> I don't mind okay. if you are getting lucky or you're not getting lucky and it's just up to that the most recent one that i've been looking at that i haven't actually tried yet is this japanese game um called what was the name tripe 
<laughs> I looked okay. it up. It's Torito. And then I looked up, what does Torito or Torite mean in Japanese? And it said trite. It's, okay. I don't know what that means. But, um, it sound, that sounds like uh, the, the pig intestines, no? Uh, no, no, no. That's trite. <laughs> this is like oh, okay. trite, like uh, been done before. So I don't know why, uh, why that uh, name. But uh, it uses the same cards like the uh, Bridge for One that have the suits on the back. And apparently this Japanese card club does a lot of games with suits on the back. And so they have, um, what they do is they uh, take four different decks of cards and pick out the spades from one deck and the hearts from another deck and so on and make a deck so you can tell from the back which suit it is. Oh, and, okay. And this is another one where it's a, it's a cooperative game if you play with more than one person. And you're trying to get a certain number of tricks. Like if you're playing with two per people, one person's trying to get eight tricks and the other person's trying to get four tricks during a hand. And then you end up with one card at the end because everybody starts with 13. And you have rules on what you want those two suits to be. And so it's, uh, yeah, cooperative. Oh, and that, that reminds me of, uh, what was the name of that one? The Outer Space one, The Crew. I looked at that too. Mm-hmm. Sounds way too hard for my brain. Um, <laughs> now, is that soloable? I know it's a cooperative trick-taking game. Yeah, it is. And somebody, well, there are a couple of people who have come up with solo rules. So these are fan-made solo rules. And there's one that just <laughs> tickled my funny bone because you're, you're three solo, um, you're three, you have three Otoma. And they're called Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And <laughs> <laughs> Huey always plays the high card on his hand. Their hands are face up. And okay. Dewey always plays the um, the next one in the list, which is the, he called, he says that stands for deterministic or something. <laughs> so he just plays the next one going down the list. It, the first one that follows suit. So they always have to follow suit. And then Louie mm-hmm. always plays a low card. And then you try to meet these goals that the crew has like 50 different games of goals you're trying to meet. And so, uh, uh, so you I aren't thought, necessarily always trying to win the trick with the highest number. It might be like the goals might tr- be, the goals are things like the person that is the dealer is going to take the Jack of spades or something, you know, those kind of things. Ah, uh, okay. There'll be, there'll be a, a specific goal that who's going to take what cards in their, in their hand. And, oh, um, that's interesting. That sounds. I, I, that I think it would be really hard to play cooperatively. It's not as hard with that um, with that solo variant because you can see what all the cards are in all the hands. But uh, and then you can use. They have some special tokens you can use once in the game or something, and you can use those to rearrange the cards in the Atoma's hand to get it to work out the way you want it to. So that's where ah, most okay. of the strategy comes in. But my. <laughs> My brain is not good enough to handle that. <laughs> so there's all I kinds of really it. different different things out there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's the thing about trick taking games. There's so many, many, many different ones that I've played. I haven't played too many. I've played maybe like half a dozen over over the years. Yeah, I've never. All fun. I've never played very many trick taking actual trick taking games with more than one person. When I was oh. a little kid, I have this vivid memory of playing some game where. It was really simple. It had trumps, but it didn't have partners and it didn't have bidding. And I can't figure out what it was. I think maybe what it was is my parents made this thing up because they were bridge players and they just wanted us to 
try the easiest parts of bridge or something. I don't know, but oh, it could be. So it's just bridge yeah. without the complexity, without anything complicated. Yeah, mm-hmm. for little little tiny kids. Yeah, yeah. I think the game my dad taught me was Hearts, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I have played Hearts. That's one of the few mm-hmm. I have played. Hearts is a classic. I had some friends try to. Somebody tried to teach me sheep's head once, and that was a disaster. Oh, and then I spent a summer with a German family, and they tried to teach me Scott, and I absolutely did not understand anything. (laughs) I used to play a game called, was it Stilken a lot, I think? I don't remember too well. A a regular game, and it was a lot of fun. I don't remember too much about it. There's there's one trick-taking game I would play where you're trying to not get negative points. You, You end up... With a lot of negative points, and if you didn't know how to play, like you could quickly have like negative one hundred or something. Was, oh, that sounds like hearts kind is of. That still can... okay. The, okay. The game I really liked was Stilkmeister. I guess Stilk is German for trick. I don't know. This is by Friedman Fries, uh-huh. and in this one, everybody has two sets of cards that have their hand that they're gonna play, and a, and some cards with rules on it, and everybody plays a rule card. Oh wow! And that governs how the round is played. The rules, so like <laughs> the rules might be things like highest number wins or yellow cards are always Trump or <laughs> like, yeah, so it's, yeah. It was incredibly chaotic and I thought it was the <laughs> funnest thing, but nobody else in my group liked it, uh-uh. <laughs> which is such a shame. Well, maybe we should talk about X because it's getting to be twenty after. Okay, well let's let's talk about that and let's get yeah. fine if we go a little longer. You want you want me to describe oh. it or would you like to? Um, well, I, I could say a little bit about it. Okay. Eck is... Oh, okay. Hey, Julius. Did you have anything <laughs> else you want to add? Not really. You've been quiet this time. I have. Okay. <laughs> um, so Eck is a game that is currently in the 2020 Solitaire Print and Play Design Contest, which we have not mentioned at all this year, and partially because we have been off the air for like a whole year. But um, it is going on right now. It's actually almost over. I think there's two dates left that matter in the design contest. This is worth, you know, mentioning. People may want to still check it out. The voting starts, I think it's December, or not December, October 25th. So in five days. And it goes until November something. Oh, yeah. So November 1st is the last day of voting. So there is still time to go and play some solitaire print and play games and try them out and and maybe vote in this. It, It is such a neat contest. Um a competition, and th- this is the 10th year it's been going on, actually. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing. Um, So, yes, yeah, so Eck is a solitaire trick-taking game that's currently in that contest. You could download the, the game and print it out and play it mm-hmm. yourself. You know, there's no not much cost in there, I guess, just to print Or you could even play in Tabletop Simulator. Supposedly, but it may not work <laughs> for some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, as Julius can tell us about... <laughs> 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 Any particular people you're thinking of? <laughs> that was more just an issue of tabletop simulator not working, not the game not working. So yeah, so so it is available online, or you could print it out and play it. Um, you could try it out. It is a trick-taking game, so it's basically just cards. Mm-hmm. It, I think it's about 50 cards or 48 cards. I forgot. I, I added it up. Let's it's see. 50. 36 and 6, 42. Plus the scoring cards. And the scoring cards, yeah. So this is a trick-taking game designed specifically for one person, and it's pretty interesting the way they do that. You are playing against the, an AI or a bot or whatever. Um, and, I mean, I guess I could describe the... Or do you want to go ahead and describe the mechanics? Sure. Um, so there's six... I think of them as suits, but he, they're colors. Mm-hmm. And there's six 
I think of them as numbers, but they're actually shapes. <laughs> um, you have a, a line and then you have a triangle and a square and the number of sides is the number that's associated with it. And the more sides, the higher the number. And then there's uh, six trump cards, three white and three back. And the black cards take any of the shape cards, but the white card and the white cards lose against any of the shape cards, but the white cards take the black cards. So there's this little um, paper, scissors, stone mechanic going on there. And then the, uh, the Atomus leads first and you follow suit if you can, uh, color. And if you can't, you can play any card. But the way the, um, if you lead, the Atoma has different rules. Um, it has to follow either suit or shape or play a trump. And what you do is you take cards and turn them over until you find one that matches. And there's some other um, solo games that do that too. But, hmm. um, but it can match better, it can match more easily than you can. But it's not allowed to play one that doesn't match. So you turn over cards till you find one that's either the same suit, the same, or the same color, the same shape, or one of the trump cards. If it's the same um, shape, the same number, then you put those two cards aside. And the same thing happens if it leads and you follow with the same number. You put those cards aside and you play another trick. And if that trick, whoever wins that one gets that trick plus the, the two cards. So they might get two tricks. Mm -hmm. And then there are these, um, what you, the trick cards that are like counters. And there's um, one that's zero that also has a 13 on it. And then there's a two, four, six, eight, 10, and 12. And those stand for how many tricks you take. Right. And so those are not in the deck. Those They're not are, in the deck. Those are cards that are set on the side, and those are your goal. This is what yeah. You're They're almost like. It's like having a cribbage board there. They're the counter cards. Yeah. So if you take two tricks, you get to take the two out of that bunch and keep it. And But if you take three tricks, that's not one of the cards. But that means that your opponent, let's see how many are in there altogether. There's 13. So if you took three, then your opponent would have taken 10. And so the Atoma gets to take, well, it doesn't take first time. First time it turns over and it's like, okay, I took the 10, but you get another chance. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then you. if it happens again, <laughs> if the Atoma gets a 10, 10 tricks again, then it takes that card and you can't have that one. And um, every time you fail to take a card, there's a little counter. Um, you get two tries. Mm -hmm. And if it comes up third try and you still didn't take it, then you've lose, lost the game, but yeah. so you have to you have to, and this is in a row. So so if right. I if I play we play around, and if I lose and the automa gets it or the AI gets it, then uh -huh. I advance the counter to one. And if I play again, advance it to two. If I if I lost it the second round, mm -hmm. if I win the third round, then I get the trick card, the go card that I get. I get it and I set aside as one of my victory points, I guess, and I reset the counter back. to Yeah, zero. So you I go back to zero at that point, and then the. I guess there's different goals. One goal is to just get the four and the eight card. That's kind of the beginner level. And another goal is to get four of the cards. Um, and then you could make it harder by trying to get more of them, I guess. But what I liked about that was <laughs> it's just got this really frustrating thing where, okay, I've, I've got four, four of those cards. Okay, I'm going good. Oh, dang, I took another trick. 
I've already got the mm. six, so I don't want to get, I need to get up to eight now. You know, there's no way I'm going to get all the way to eight. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is tricky. It's, yeah. it's sort of like where you're bidding what you're going to get. So you, yeah. you're not yeah. really bidding because anything's fine, but right. you're still going for specific goals. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's like bidding, but you don't have to decide ahead of time what you're bidding. But yeah, it's very much like that. I, I really enjoy that game, and I hope he does well in the contest. And the cards are beautiful. There are these rainbow colors and then these shapes. There's a, like I said, there's a line, triangle, square, um, pentagon, hexagon, and octagon. Yeah, I like the shapes. I I printed out the, the low ink version. I did too. <laughs> um, I, I kind of wish I'd done the coloring because you're right, they are nice, but I didn't want to put any, any effort into it, honestly. I was feeling lazy when I put it together. I didn't. I, yeah, I, want, I wanted to try it before I decided whether I wanted to actually print it. When I print and play stuff, I just cut out the cardstock and they're so thin and flimsy that I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I hope he makes a go of this and has a deck I can buy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> what I did is I print, I just print out on regular paper and then I put them in sleeves with a, a playing card in the middle. That's smart. Yeah. It's nice and sturdy. I need to buy some sleeves. <laughs> I was going to give the same piece That's of advice. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. No, I've just been playing with my flimsy little cards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Usually, we, when we do the reviews about the games, we, we talk about what the game's about, which we uh -huh. did, which is a trick taking game. We go mm -hmm. over the rules. You went over mm -hmm. the rules. Then we talk about the theme. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> there's not much. <laughs> there's not. Here. It's an abstract. <laughs> it's an abstract game. The theme is geometry. Um, yeah. It's, it's shapes on the cards. I mean, he has made it so <laughs> deliberately abstract. People want, can't you put numbers on the cards? No, I don't want any numbers. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so so if you're looking for theme, stay away from this game, honestly. But it it is, I like the art. I'm at first I thought it was not like the geometric shapes. I thought it seemed kind of dull when I first looked at it. Uh -huh. But playing with it, I really enjoy it. I have fun with it. And I like the shapes, and yeah. they make a lot of sense. My, I was gonna say my only complaint about the shapes is sometimes I get a little bit confused, say between the the pentagon and the hexagon mm -hmm. oh that's interesting i was i was about to give that comment ah okay the higher ones are, mm -hmm. are difficult definitely to interact well with it, you, it would be nice to have numbers on that i think he got the advice from somebody to put a an extra border around the octagon and that helps a lot to distinguish it oh uh, interesting yeah i never have to avoid that one the name Eck comes from the german word for corners so Oh. oh, there is a border on the octagon. Yeah. But it was more the difference between the, the pentagon and hexagon already are difficult to see between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the name X comes from the number of corners and then the opponent is named the X. <laughs> so the X. Oh, okay. My, my suggestion to him on that, um, that counter card, when you get to the third one, you've lost and it wasn't obvious the person that play tested it. Um, native playtesting video thought that third one was your last try. And so my suggestion was, well, instead of a three, put an X on that card, and then that could be X game. <laughs> it could be a pun. <laughs> the, the X won the game. <laughs> oh, So uh, he may end up doing that. I don't know. I, yeah, it does have an X. It, it goes one, two, three, and then X on the fourth side, yeah. Does it? Ha-ha! <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think the, the rules you have... I think he's changed them since then because you mentioned how there's a couple different goals. Like one of them is getting the four and the eight. Uh huh. The rules that I printed out, the goal is you have to win four tricks. 
Okay. Four, get four. I'm sorry. Get four of the gold cards. Four of the it's cards. The same yeah, I think the original one had at a beginner's level where you just got those two, but then we changed it to getting four of them. Oh, I was just thinking about Gonger Whist where you have to get all of them. And <laughs> I was playing this and getting confused and thinking, oh, I got to get all of them. I'm never going to make it. And I got four of them. <laughs> oh, wait, I did win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have I have not gotten close to getting all of them. I think the most I've gotten is, I think I got 12 ones. Wow. Or 10. Or wow. 10 maybe, I'm not sure. But yeah, it, it is. It's definitely hard. It is hard. Oh, um, mm-hmm. It's not too hard to get four, and it's not too hard to get six, <laughs> but man. Yeah, four, six, and eight. Six and eight, I think, are the easiest for me. Yeah, probably, yeah. Four, not as much. And and so, yeah, and that it's it's just easier to, to kind of be average. To, to win every single trick or lose every single trick is hard. I think just because of the way the AI works, there's definitely some randomness to it, mm-hmm. and, and that makes it challenge. But there's also strategy, which is neat. yeah. Yeah, um, and, and, and I, I don't want to spoil it for somebody that's going to learn the game, but <laughs> but, but as neat as you're playing to, to realize that there's certain strategies you could use to control how many tricks you get. Uh huh. To get more or less, you could do a lot with those those trump cards. Mm-hmm. You definitely want the, to. Keep, yeah. Keep your eye on those. <laughs> yeah. What what I have trouble the most trouble with I think is trying to. To land exactly on an even number of tricks, because you have to win an even number of tricks in the hand mm-hmm. to get your skull cards, right? They're, they're all two, four, six, eight, ten, yeah. twelve. Yeah, so if you get seven, you better get eight. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and if you've already got eight, man, then you're trying for ten. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it is hard. I cannot. I If there's a strategy to, to always end on an even number, I have no idea what no. it is, because I just can't do it. No, there's there's some randomness to it, which I don't mind at all. Like I said, I'm not very good at strategy, so <laughs> fine. Oh, oh yeah, let it be random. But the the randomness is fine. It, you know, playing against an opponent, you never know what they're going to really play because you don't know what they have in their hand anyway. Right, right. But I think it does a decent job of simulating the randomness. Mm-hmm. The and that mechanic of drawing until the AI gets a match, I uh-huh. like that too. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And you could use that to your advantage, you know, it, uh-huh. it, if, sometimes if you have the right cards and all that. And eventually, if they run all the way through their deck, then you just reshuffle it. And that becomes yeah. their deck again. Yeah, because you, you're drawing cards for the AI until you find a match against yours. Mm-hmm. You The one that matches, you set to the side for a second. The rest uh-huh. that are in your hand that you drew that are junk go under the deck, face right. up. Right. So, so you can't look at them anymore. Right. Right. I guess that's why he has it under the deck, so that nobody, so you can't go and count the cards and see what's right. already been played. Right. Um, once, once you empty the deck of face down cards and you, you get to the the ones that are face up, if that happens, which doesn't happen that often to me, no, then me you take all the face up cards, you shuffle, and you keep drawing again. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. Let me look at my my notes. We talked about theme. We talked about components. We talked about the cards already. Yeah. Um, gameplay. We've been talking about the gameplay. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is an overview, what we think of the game. Yeah. I have enjoyed this game. I, yeah. I really had a lot of fun playing it. And I've played it, I think I printed it out last Thursday or, or something like that, and I've played it seven or eight times now. Yeah. And, and I keep playing it. Like I, at lunch, to, yes, well, not today, yesterday during my lunch break, I, I sat down and played a, a game of it. I had a lot of fun with it. Last night after dinner, I played a couple more games. And it's, cool. It's really fun. Um, yeah takes longer than i expect it should take 
But yeah, well, <laughs> it depends. If you crash and burn early, then it doesn't take that long. But, <laughs> 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 but with a with a normal trick taking game against opponents, they always took a while anyway. Is from right. what I recall. Right. So, so it isn't it isn't longer. It just feels like it takes long. And I I'm, I was thinking about that. I think it's because each round you're basically doing the same thing. You're just playing cards. Yeah. Um, and it it doesn't really change from game to game. Yeah, see, when when I play solo, I just have a little card table set up in the basement, and so I may not play a whole game at once. I'll just leave it there and come back later. So I have no uh, idea how long it takes. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that leisure. I, yeah. I have cats and stuff, so oh, yeah. my game. Yeah, that's I good. I did play one one round today at lunch, and then realized I didn't really have time to play anymore. So I set <laughs> that aside. I lost, mm-hmm. and I did I flip over a card. I I do. I must have. I lost the first game. It was a six. So I, I, I suppose I could go back and continue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's your win rate on it so far? But, um, not good, I think. <laughs> yeah, not good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, last night I played two games and my wife says, man, you really hate that guy you're playing against, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just jerk yeah. beating me. Mr. Eck. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. If I could tell easily how many I've won. Okay, here's one game of four. Yeah, I've I've won once out of seven plays. Yeah. <laughs> so I not too much. I'm, I I am I always record my plays on BGG. Um, oh gosh, I am getting better. I I know that I'm doing better than than the first games because the uh-huh. strategy that I'm looking for, and I mm-hmm. don't think I figured out all the strategies. But I have come across a couple that that I could use. One thing I realized is, like when I first started playing, I, I had all the cards in my hand because that's just how yeah. I used to play a trick game. game. And the rule yeah. book said, "Oh, you may want to play them on the table like this." And I tried that, and it really changed my game. Yeah, it's only it's easier way to more strategic. See what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're playing solo, you don't have to keep the cards in your hand. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I did that with my that bridge for one. I just lay them out on the table. That makes sense. Um, so I so that was my thoughts. Did you want to share your thoughts? As, what do you think it, as a summary? As a summary? Yeah, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, there's several of these that I really enjoy. Um, Ak and Cobras and um, Gonger Wist. A lot of them just feel like you're actually playing an opponent. Um, and the bridge for one, God, I had so much fun with that. And Act was hmm. right, right up there. I mean, it, it it felt like you were actually playing against something that was <laughs> doing things on purpose to you. <laughs> like, ah, yeah, <laughs> you played that white trump, and I was trying to lose the trick, and you lost the trick. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I found it really enjoyable. The, the one more thing I do want to mention: you mentioned like about five or six different games. I think. Not all of them are easily available necessarily, but most of them are, uh-huh. um, or some of them are. The The first one, the, the bridge for one is, is long out of print, I think. Yes, but it's, so, it's so easy to recreate it by just, as I said, you'd get four decks of cards and take the suits, take the spades uh, from one and the hearts from another and just remember what the backs mean. I mean, you could do that, or you could sleeve them. and You would need a rule book or something for that? Um, well, I wrote out a very, very detailed review on Board Game Geek that pretty much oh, tells okay. you all the rules. <laughs> yeah. 
So that one, that one you could you could easily recreate yourself. Oh, this is I have I once thrifted a a solitaire bridge game, and this one was one where I think it brought a book of games, and you play through the twenty games or something like that, or forty games, whatever, and each one were very specific hands that were dealt at the beginning. Is that like that? This is not like that. There is a thing like that that I also have that's a little machine, and you flip the levers, mm-hmm. and it shows you what the hands look like. But no, this is you deal out the cards and. Um, you arrange the um, opponent's cards by suit, and then there's this very specific AI that they always play, the one with the highest number of cards in the suit when they're leading a trick. And if there's a tie, they play the one that's closer to the player, and there's an order that they're in. So there's a there's no doubt about what card the opponent is going to play. And then you play your hand in, the, in bridge. There's a dummy hand anyway that's always like that that's face up. So you're playing two hands, and then you're... Atoma's playing two hands and yeah you just deal them out and I, I enjoyed a lot more than playing a an app on a phone it just feels mm-hmm. like having the cards in your hand just like satisfying. I say it just feels like I'm sitting down with my imaginary friends and having a fun afternoon <laughs> <laughs> yep. okay so 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 we mentioned the bridge for one the uh-huh. Gongor Wist uses Dectet Dectet uh-huh. is I think it's like a open source sort of thing you could print it out you could buy the deck you could you could buy the book with all the rules or you could go online and just find them so, so you got a lot of yep. choices for that that's definitely yep. available cobras i don't know if it's still in print or not or, or available. It, there's a there's a free print and play with that one but what i uh, did okay. what i did was i took an ordinary deck of cards and on cobras um different numbers have different numbers of cobras so like the one through four mm-hmm. have one cobra and the five, six, seven have two cobras or something. So I just took an ordinary deck of cards and I used a Sharpie and just put dots in the <laughs> margins to represent how many yeah. cobras and it worked just fine. Yep. Okay. So, so that yeah. one's easy to get. And you said it's there's a print in place so you could find the rules. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a free print and play. And then there's a, a one you can buy that is a little prettier, um, mm-hmm. but you can get it for free. Yeah. Okay. Then the, we mentioned Echoradia's print and play contest, so that's just available. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. was there another one you mentioned? Um, oh, Gorus Maximus. Gorus Maximus, yeah. Um, that that's one, probably still available. It's not very old. You you can you can play that with ordinary playing cards, but I don't know. My conscience is bothering me, but I have been doing that. <laughs> Uh, there is also Macaroon, which is something I found on the list that you made, uh, one that's coming up that I gave a shot at a Tabletopia yeah. and thought was pretty fun. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I I tried Tabletopia once and couldn't make it work for me. So I don't know what Macaroon's like, but I'm interested to find out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, all right. So I think we have gone a lot of detail Trick-taking games are usually something, you know, for for, for playing with friends and groups, but you can mm-hmm. definitely play trick-taking games solo, and, and there's different types, so you could get different styles of, of trick-taking play. Yeah. Uh, and it's generally pretty affordable. Yep. Often it's the cost of a deck of cartridge, too. And I've got a geek list if anybody wants to go look it up. Yep. So I will include <laughs> the a link to the geek list in the show notes, so, so everybody can just check the show notes. Cool. Okay, I guess we are done here, unless anybody wants to add anything else. I think that's about it. Thank you very much, Karen, for coming on and giving us some of your time. 
thank you for including me. Thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG. And Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractaloon on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus, can be found at Gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduce Pancaldi, whose page is at DanPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Thanks for listening.